speaking about somebody that was either Nechrav in the, in the Holocaust or was um, survived it and had what to carry over um, to be misyached and to understand the, the, the losses that we've had and maybe to those who gave us some Torah, some Hadracha to be typhus things the person I want to speak about this year is somebody that was um, a, a sort of figure in our family uh, not visible but somebody very close to my father my father very close to and that was about Rom Gujensky Shanin Kondomar Rom Gujensky was the mashkiach of Slabotka my father learned in Slabotka that got married, he had a business and so on and Rabbi Avram was his Rebbe his Rav he was with him in the, in the ghetto and most, most uh, uh, critical questions of life and death my father asked him even though he was uh, because Rabbi Matl also but Rabbi Avram was the person who, who he, he accepted his his day on some wrenching Shilas and um, and that's somebody that I'd like to try to get a little bit in understanding of what we lost, who he was, and so on. Ivan Gachensky was born in Warsaw in about 1882. So he was about 60 when the Holocaust came. He was a... Um, he, his father was a big tzaddik, a pashtig, but a very big tzaddik. People stayed by him. When he was 17 years old, the Alta Slabotka, he came to learn a Slabotka. The Alta took a tremendous chavivus to him. And the Alta saw in him this Talmud Muvak. Um, he then, after world, in, during World War I, when the Yeshiva went to Kremenchuk, this was deep in Russia, he went along and was like a Sami Mashkir. He then. Um, came back and became part of Dan Hollow. He went out to Israel to prepare Hevron for the altar, came back, led the yeshiva until it was destroyed during World War II, and he died in the ghetto in 1942, approximately. 1942. His... I, I, I want to try to describe two parts and the two parts fitting together is an incredible part of it the first part was his being Oivet Hashem or taking on the Tzura that Slabotka gave the Alta said about him he was a 17 year old boy who came there the Alta at some point said that Zechel He's the person, this is what I accomplished. He's the person I accomplished. The altar said about him, and as Avoida, he said the following Nusach. He said he was Kaina Musa with his blood. He ripped pieces out of his body, broke himself to pieces. But this Chiddush was that nobody heard the sound of it breaking. He's referring to a vertel, 
that was common in in the Musidika circles. It's 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 a bit of a, a cynical take. They speak about Shvira Samidis and they say there are some people that are Isaac Shvira Samidis, but everyone has the bank. In other words, either it means the person has a lot of aftertaste, there's a lot of a collateral damage that comes along when a person does it in a stupid and a crude way. A second meaning of it is a person also likes to strut around and tell everybody about it. Ah, you should know I worked on a novel for so many years, and Baruch Hashem had gotten somewhere, and so on. And so you hear the sound. It, it, it person makes sure that it, that, it, that it rebounds, it resonates all over the base medrash. The altar said about him, he completely remade himself, and not one sound was heard. He worked on himself on Save Upon Him Yoffice for two years. He worked on Save Upon Him Yoffice, they found out. He had Kabbalists on it, and that's what he worked on. His personality was Kol Kuloi, a Talmud of the altar. His calm, first of all, his whole appearance was magnificent. Um, everyone who I've ever spoken to described him, he had very sharp eyes, very beautiful features. He was calm, collected, focused. Um, and and, and he, when he'd walk, the, the Goyim would have tremendous hearts for him. It was, he, he cast a, 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 the Kol Kuloi the Tzuras Adam that the altar meant. His, he, everything was thought through. Everything was deliberated. Everything was decided. Never ever did he have any, um, it was anything done by impulse. My father's Chonavach remembers a particularly very difficult moment, and we'll speak about some of that, when th- there was a lot of turmoil. And my father was there, and somebody came in very angry at him, yelling, screaming. The person took a chair and threw it at him. And my father said, not a muscle moved on Rebavrom. His tone didn't change. Nothing. He was in total control of himself. Whatever the Da said that should be done is what was done. He wrote a Sefer Teres Avram, most of it schmoozing at the very end. We'll talk about that later also. So his Surah and his Tzalem was a quintessential Talmud. The Alta said, This is what I meant. This is what I wanted. It was Das, himself sums up in a shmuz. The three Yisaitis of, of, of Slabotka is Machshava, Reimus HaNefesh, and Halacha. And he was the paradigm of that. Calm, collected, everything thought through, everything worked out, everything um, done the way it should be done, and casting a tremendous or aura on the people around him. There was him as an oivet. But there was a dimension that few other people had. And that was he was a Bal Yisura Neira. Hard to imagine what he went through. 
he was born, I guess there was some problem with a foot, and he always suffered terribly from a foot. It was hard for him to walk around. It was pain, it was very painful. He, um, he, he was, he got married in 1911. He got married to um, the very hush of a hella. He was sort of somehow involved in the unholy yeshiva. I'm not sure exactly how. The same, he was a brother-in-law at Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. He also married a civic region, was a heller. was the same, the Hirsch the, the uh, they were they were brother-in-laws. And there was another one. Um, that was, and his wife was Nifta. When his oldest was 19 to 29, his oldest child was 18, his youngest child was a year or two old. He was left with a whole family to raise. And those days, everything was excruciating difficult. Nothing was prepared, nothing was ready, nothing came your way. He didn't get remarried, and he had to raise a family. His oldest son was very affected by the Ptira and never was the same. To understand what Slabotka is under Yesurim, when his wife passed away, he waited two days before making dynamis. He said, The halacha is Kishem Shemivarchim. There was no honest Kishem Shemivarchim. It took me two days of struggling with myself that I could be Mekayim, the Kishem Shemivarchim. Mind you, he didn't forget it because 10 years later, he wrote to somebody, you should know it's still an open wound and it's never healed. It's the Kroyim Shem Mishachim My Nefesh. But no one saw it. No one felt it. When he was sitting shivering for his wife, that took two days till he could say the dynamis, someone came into him and told him, Baruch Hashem, I've gotten freed from the army. It was very difficult getting freed from the army. It was horrendous. He got up and gave him a warm embrace and kiss and was samer with him. Because save upon him, your office means it takes two years to work on it. Yeah, the, a, a painted smile and how to stand and pose, that takes a, a few days to figure out. But to be able to understand that the other person is not responsible for Yotzaris, that takes, that takes two years on top of all the other work, on top of everything else he was working on, who knows what. But it took two years. He was still in the year for his wife. Four years before that, the altar had sent him to Hebron to be Miyasadi Yeshiva there, to prepare the way for the altar. He was Miyasadi Yeshiva, and it grew very nicely. The altar came to Gova. And four years later, 1929, same year his wife was left a few months later. Um, there was the massacre in Hebron. His brother was hacked to pieces. Talmidim were killed. I think it was the number was uh, 22 Talmidim killed and 16 wounded. 
and he said, it's the Pasuk in Eiv, I, I, I haven't come to grips with one bad idea, and the second one has fallen on me. And he felt, this was his Talmidim, his Chaveirim, this was him. And he wrote, Achi Vachai, my brother and my brothers were killed. The weight of the yeshiva rested on him. And in 1929, there was the Depression in America. The market crashed and spiraled out. And the money stopped almost immediately. And it was a ripple effect. I won't say ripple effect, I'll say tidal effect. Europe closed down. And money stopped. And it was all on his shoulders. And there were times he writes a letter, you know, forget about the big things, but even bread, bread, literally bread to the yeshiva, they wouldn't supply because there was so much in debt. And he had to struggle with that. The 10 years between 1929 to 1939 was some of the roughest ruchnistic years in Klal The winds were blowing out of the yeshivas and people were becoming everything and anything not leaving and the yeshiva itself was a cauldron with so much going on and so many problems and he had to navigate that ship and then the war came in 19 in, in 1939 so the, the first stage was Lithuania became quote-unquote independent the, the Ribbentrop-Molotov uh, agreement so Poland was cut to pieces and a chunk came to Lithuania Lithuania became a so-called independent country and there was almost a year of somewhat reasonable uh, accommodation a year later 1940 the communists decided that they, they're, they're in the mood for Lithuania. They swallowed it up. And the first thing they did was close down the yeshivas, took away the building, and destroyed the yeshiva. The, he said a shmuz, Rabbi Avram. They turned the yeshiva. Is yeshiva just been built? I don't even think they ever went into it. It's the new building. I saw it. I don't think it, ever be, it, it had been used even. They took it and made it into some sort of entertainment center. And Ravrom spoke and he said that teaching us Menashemayim, we thought we were Mekayim Torah Mitoich Oini. They're teaching us that we were Vatal Torah Mitoich Oisha. We had as entertainment center, we ate, we drank, we put studies, and we came in to be Mephalt a little bit. That was our entertainment. So it became an entertainment center. That's how he saw it. That's how he took it. In 1941, the Germans invaded, took Lithuania, um, and began destroying the Eden. The, um, the, the, they made a ghetto, and they kept making axias to pull out the people from the ghetto, and you know, killing them off. His house was a base of Adler Chachamim. His house was anybody 
Chashev needed a place was by Bavron. I saw the house with our own eyes this year. And Rebbe Hanan was there. And that's from where he was taken to be killed. And two or three days before he was taken to be killed, he told Rebbe Hanan that he should say a shir on Kiddush Hashem. And Rebbe Hanan said, Rebbe Hanan was a person who needed tremendous clarity of mind. And he said, the time is not, I, I, there's no Tzulzerish Maitzah. And Bavram told him, no, now is the time to say the Shira. And he acquiesced. He spent a few hours, and then he said a Shira on it. Now Bavram said a Shmuz. We don't have that Shira. We don't have that Shmuz. It belongs to a world beyond us. We don't have no Shaykhist yet. But Bavram was the one who pushed him and said, this, this is the time for those Dibetayah. The Dibetayah on Kiddush Hashem, now is the time that we miskala. He struggled for three more years in the ghetto until he was killed. He left over Shmuzen, put together Safe Teres Avram. The, the Shmuzen he wrote himself, and he wrote them at the end of the Tkufa. 37 and onwards, 1937 to 1940, the Shmuzen we have. He said Shmuzen in the ghetto to be people. He insisted that in Shabbos people don't cry. He, 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 he was people tremendously. He said he was Meyasid of Chabura. He said, and he was one of Abraham's Tchunis that comes across in the, in the Shmuzen. He was a tremendous Baha'u'llah. He also said about the Alta Slavdotke, people don't know, he was a Baki Otsum in Arachayim. He said, Kol Arachayim was Munach in front of Kaf And he was Miyasid the Yeshiva, that Yeshiva should Oizgehalten al-Atzara Yosef Toiv la He himself was also big Baha'u'llah. And Bimela, he was, um, the, 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 he, he took, he said that Dagarata, is the halacha of Hilchas Deus, Chayvus Alvavus, and the Mele you have to be mekayim it. It's not, it's not nice sayings. And Mele said, it says in Chazal, who's an apikairus? Those that say, Mayahani Rabbanan. That what's the point of Rabbanan? And they learn it from Bavura Asara, I'm going to, I'm going to save Stein. So he said, that if you have 10 people that are tzaddikim, you save the city. And it's a miyasir of vad of ten people. He said to be to be mekabel kabbalis, and let that be called tzaddikim. At least if we stole so that we want to do right, that's also something. And there's a list of twelve in Yanim that he felt people were nichshul the most. And they worked on it, they, and and so on. The shmuzin that he said in the ghetto from forty one to forty three, we don't have. They were hidden. They were they were written up. He wrote them up. They were put away. We don't have it. And Libya, it belongs to a different world. It's, it's it's the world beyond our world. It's not that's the Torah that, that's somewhere else. Nashkocha didn't have it for us because we don't have shaykhs. That Torah belongs together with Rabbi Hanish Shia Klali and his Musashmus. But we have a sefer. In a sefer, he speaks about the things that a normal Balmusa would speak about, Nashkiah and so on. Shmuzim very tzazach and so on, but there's one chelik of it that's extraordinary. 
and that I want to 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 a little bit to and that was on Yisurim. He wrote a marocha on Yisurim. I'm not familiar that anyone else would write on it. Nobody wishes it on himself. People, it's a it's a delicate topic, and he wrote on it. And there's no one like him to write about it. A person who lived his whole life and a person who lived his whole life as a Balmusser and above the Yisurim is the right person to write about it and today is the right day to learn a little bit about it the first thing he writes is the first Nakuda that I want to bring up is the Nakuda of what Yisurim are and he says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaks to us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu talks through Nevi'im when there's no Nevi'ah how does HaKadosh Baruch Hu talk to us and the answer is Yisurim Yisurim is a conversation between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and people it's a conversation to tell us what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. Just like a doctor is saying, now listen to your own body. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is talking and every single Yisurim is a message. When we were Zeicha, it's just like Marshall. Imagine somebody is about to cross a busy street or somebody is not he's not getting on the train on time so you yell at the person watch out, move forward let's say a person is deaf what do you do with the person? you push him you push him away, you pull him away, you push him in he, he doesn't hear so, so, so you have to physically guide him Yisurim is HaKadosh Baruch Hu pushing and pulling us and if a person were to understand it was to understand what Yisurim are person would deal with it differently a person would understand that HaKadosh Baruch was talking to him he explained a misconception about how to be Mekal B'Yisurim <coughs> and, and this is a Chiddush, this is something that at first glance not like everyone else he, he builds it on a Taisvis, Taisvis in Yerushalmi Taisus brings you Yerushalmi and Brachis. Taisus Saiter brings Yerushalmi and Brachis. It says that whenever Akiva was being taken to be killed, and they were peeling his flesh, his skin, Zman Krishna came and began to smile. And Tonasurvis Akash Rosh said to him, Are you a, a, a magician? Or are you being boyet biyasurim? Boyet biyasurim means rejecting yasurim. What does that mean? So Avram said, becoming hardened, becoming inured to yasurim, becoming apathetic, is being boyet biyasurim. It's it's that's not what Kadosh Baruch Hu wants. Kadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want you to not care about the Yisurim 
doesn't want you to laugh and to jump and to dance and to sing. Kashpochu wants you to listen. A person needs to feel every single stab of pain. It needs to bother him that Yitzur Kapava Kadish Baruchu, Tselim is suffering because, and that suffering is a communication from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Being Mechabal Yisurim, the way a person ought to be Mechabal Yisurim, means to live the Yisurim, to live them, to understand them, to grow from them. That's what being Mechabal Yisurim is. No one else could say that. No one. No one else has the right to say it. No one else can say it. He said it. His own, when he was, it's like he was smashed up by the Nazis, and he said the thing that that hurts him is Selma Lakim being Hushchas by Chayes Asada. No one ever detected any sense of his Yisurim because there was Malchus, there was Atzilus. He was kept himself in, in, in total command, control. Yisurim is a conversation between him and Akadish Baruch Hu. The Matzav in the ghetto began to get worse and worse. And they made axes, they took away children, old people. We spoke a little bit about it before we spoke about a muddle. Most people, when an axia was over, they would breathe a sigh of relief if everybody was intact. Rabbi Vram would sit and think about all the people that were taken away and live their tsar because that's what Yisurim is. He writes, Yisurim are not only your Yisurim, they're other people's Yisurim also. And yet, the same person could be um, calm, collected, never lost it. Always his equanimity and his anhag with other people. There were days they didn't have what to eat. And when they would finally get a piece of bread or whatever it was, you couldn't tell from his eating that it's been days since he ate something. Never ever allowed Tselmalikim to become submerged in the behemoth of a person. And finally, the end came. And the end. The Nazis in 43 decided to liquidate the ghetto. They liquidated the ghetto, took away everybody. They took every they they commanded everyone to get out, and they took everybody who was able-bodied to to work or to be worked to death. That's my father was in that group in Dachau, and everybody everything else was destroyed and burned down. He was hidden in a bunker. They caught him. The Nazis were very upset. The Nazi kicked him so hard that he smashed his pelvis. 
and he physically couldn't walk. Forget about the pain even, just couldn't walk. And they took him to the so-called hospital. They put other people there. And they knew that the, the Germans the, the, the Germans were not into Bikachayim. It wasn't their thing. They would destroy the hospital and everybody in it. They, that was clear. And they were there with him. And finally, basically, the Germans said, anybody left able-bodied must come now again to the field, wherever it is, to the middle. And, uh, and that's it. And they're going to burn down everything else. He asked that they lift him up and bring him physically to the place and stand him up. And they asked him, why? What for? I mean, he's going to collapse. It's not tired. I mean, he has nothing to hold him up. He's, he's, his pain was incredible. Um, what's, what's, the, what's the show? What's it going to do? So he said, Mir halten heint he said his Rebbe the Alta had said a shmuz about Yoyna Yoyna said it's all because of me so he told the sailors take me, pick me up, drag me out and throw me overboard why didn't he jump why do you say why say so the altar said because it would take much longer if they would drag him out and lift him over than if we would jump over and to be zeicha a few more moments of life is ein l'sharia yofesho achas poilum hazeh with tshufa maizim toivim then kol chayom haba so there's a special avayda for a person, so only vateluni to be in a few more moments of life. That's also an avoda. So Bavram said, "Mir halten heint vateluni." This is the sugya that's negat to me now. They tried. They couldn't. Couldn't physically. Was the to, to, to hold him up? And he remained in the bed. They burnt down the hospital with all the occupants. While I was laying there in the hospital, my father, this I heard from someone else who was there, a group of Yusayimim were wandering through people, children, fathers and mothers, and they saw him. He had tremendous hadras upon him, a tremendous person, even even broken, a tremendous presence. And they and their eyes lit up and they said, Zayda Zayda. You know, Maybe you'll become our father. And he said, Kinderlach, I myself need a father. And he, it's interesting, I think he meant the the last years he said he misses Dan Hugger and he felt that he's, he's, you know, he's helpless because he doesn't have the Das and the Tavuna of the altar. Like upon him, they burnt down the hospital with him and everything. There's a Yidri Bissak Brolta, Mevesrim, still alive, was there in the ghetto. 
and he wrote, wrote very recently actually a description and he said he came back two days later expecting to find the ashes and bones and things he said it was eerie, there was nothing there the hospital was a wooden structure built on a concrete slab there was not a drop, nothing was left just the concrete slab and the metal frame of the beds anything else that was combustible there wasn't any ashes left it was eerie. It was very, you know, this was, he'd been used to the destruction and the horror of everything else in the ghetto. My high. I have, again, I would like to say, use his words to describe a hargasha about it. He writes in a Maimah Chesed Vikim Oilam that he said in 39. What does Becholavavcha mean? Pirushai, Levatlas Kolmidas Vikaitas Hanefesh. To the. To be Levatla person's midos, a person's hopes, aspirations, Kors Hanefesh. Ach oz, oid nisha retsena chaimatsmoy. But one thing you have left when you give everything away is the desire to live. Ashakola shaloyitim bad nafshay. Avel Bechol nafshay, he says. Means to be mevatel, your desire to be and to live. And this is a knech that Rav Rom gives. We think of an emotional desire to hold on to life. Rav Rom said the ultimate fisa of Seichel Adam is what's the point of dying? Seichel Adam at its best is typhus that remaining alive is, is better than anything else. Mesiris Nefesh Mesiris Nefesh if a person is clear-minded, it is a total zikochanefesh of a person. The complete removal of anything that's in the giatzmis. Ram is explaining and this is what he said. Somebody visited him in that last few moments in the hospital, and. He spoke about Rabbi Kiva and the Bechol Nafshecha. Bechol Nafshecha means to give up the very last speck of self. If you've given up everything, there's nothing left. The Pesach says, V'yoshev ha'ofa al ha'aretz kishahoya v'aruach toshev el-lekim The offer goes back to the earth, because that's where it is, and the ruach goes on to Lekim. When somebody's mitzias, when somebody has worked on himself, so that there's nothing left, b'chol nafshecha, and once again, only about Ram, he says in one of his shmuzin, he says, when a person imagines b'chol nafshecha, 
So the picture we have is you're standing by a fire, and a guy says, either shmad yourself or jump in, and you jump in on Kiddush Hashem. Why doesn't a person ever picture it as strolling in? Why are we always jumping in? And he says, because a person knows that if he would think he couldn't do it, and he wouldn't do it. The is that a person does it with his mind, totally. And when a person does it, there's nothing left. There's no offer left anymore. Everything is ruach. It goes back to Lakim. I want to go back again to the picture. I want to understand what it means. Avodas Hamusa. First of all, there's a story, very very little basis for it, that the Balatoisvis they 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 were, you know, they 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 were. Uh, surrounded by the enemies and they cut their they cut their, 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 their hands, they cut their veins, and they wrote the tesis with the blood. Very, very little mock of it. But these Shmuzen were written with the blood of his heart. These were Shmuzen. He put together a few Mamari Chazal to entertain the Ilum because he had to say a Shmuz. This is this you don't hear and you don't feel that 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 he slid open the arteries of his heart and wrote Marocha after Marocha, Yisurim, Mesir Snefesh, Golos and Gula. This, this is written with the Damatamsis of a Kaddish Elyon. Why aren't people in the from that? People look for Mises. Unfound, who knows what. This is something written. The Shmuz of Sony Vatiluni, he lived it. There was a Shmuz, it was a nice Shmuz, he had a vert to say over from, from the altar. He lived it. It's incredible. Mirhalten Heint Basoni Vatalini. My mind is Misudo, all my Rebbe Shmuzen, and each is a sugya. There's sugyas in Halacha, and each one has a simon shacharach and, and, and a sif cotton. And then there's and then there's and then there's Shmuzen. In his, when he writes about Yisurim, he writes I'm so profound. He says, what's the job of a Navi? We have, a, we have Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin tells halacha. A Navi is not a Mechadish halacha. So what is a Navi Mechadish? The Abraham says, a Navi is Mechadish to Metzius, not the halacha. So he says, and he brings this example, he says, Shol came running to Shmuel, Hakimoyse Dvar Hashem. His problem wasn't in halacha, his problem wasn't it, it, the, the, the yun wasn't the shock of a time wasn't off in halacha it was off in the person you, this was Zvar Hashem you were running to be Mekayim. you were scared of your people he says Yisurim are because they tell a person about himself this is the, the Shulchan comes in what the Torah wants and what the Torah wants of you and therefore the, 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 the Musar is the Shulchan of of, 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 of being doimeloi, of mahu afata, of being medamit to him. I want to take that final picture and, and I want to try to frame it. Here we have somebody who lived a nasiv of Yisurim, a physical pain since he remembered, a loss of his wife, 
at, at, at the most crucial age, at the age of, uh, of when his family, when he has his full family of eight children, lost his wife, brother massacred, his, 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 his Talmidim devastated in, in heaven, 22 of them killed. Ten years of horrendous economic struggle, ideological struggles, all through it, with the calm, like you said, Slabotsky built on three things on Nachshava, Reimus HaNefesh, and Alocha. True to each and every one of these, never lost himself. This is my father, knew him very well, intimately well, and different Matzavim. Never ever anything other than the picture of calm, deliberation, and thinking, what's the right thing to do now? Living that every Yisurim, we, 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 all those intense Yisurim, not by denying them, not by repressing them, but by living each one and understanding each one is a communication from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is a, a miss, that's a miss, the other thing's a miss. It's, 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 we all, we all, I mean, you ask everybody, would you want a Kachbarak communicate with you? Of course. What do you think Kachbarak is going to do? Chat about the weather? What is Kachbarak going to do? He's going to tell you how to be better. And that means by criticizing. And that's how he took every bit of you, sir. He's laying in a hospital bed, quote unquote, hospital. Oymid Lamisa. His yeshiva gone. The building that he worked so hard in such difficult circumstances taken away. The yeshiva disbanded and scattered. His wife long dead, and he still has gotten over it. His children, he had eight children. Two, one of them was hidden by a Goya. Who knows what would happen with her? One daughter was able to marry Rabbi Chaim Kreisworth. Was Bechayev married? Revolver and Rabbi Rosenberg um, were, not, were already after his patira. A young boy. Rabbi uh, 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 should be living with well, like extraordinary person who um, spent his formative years smuggling potatoes in the ghetto. This is the child. This is this is my son. The the, the one that's going to remain living is spending his his years instead of learning. He's spending his years smuggling potatoes so we have something to eat. Everything, his whole world destroyed, falling apart. His his physically assumed intensified at Elishaya a broken person and he says I still have a voider to live a few more hours of this life because no matter how difficult it is but it's, it's a praise there every a moment in this life and Kodesh Baruch knows what's the right life is 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 a chanafa nitzach nitzachim every minute they nitzachim. Hide halt me basoni hateluni. One of the hagasha. The word sauni hateluni also means sauni means lift me up. Su marim enechem. This is a moment of uplifting. There is no other moment like this. I was mezachek myself a whole life, but there's still something left. And that's Bechol Nafshechah. There's an irony to it. Bechol Nafshechah, he says, a person wants to hold on to his rotsin of living. He has a knech to it. Again, a 
nature that's miyuchet to him because of the chay that it comes from. A rotsam for chayim includes the under, my understanding of what's right. My understanding of what's right of 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 mutav shechal shabbos echot. Is something that is an understanding of what's right. It's axiomatic to a person. And for somebody who's kulim this is axiomatic to it. The last thing, he, the last self that he had was a desire to be mekayim. Sauni vataluni. The Rebbe said, Sauni vataluni. And HaKadosh Baruch was Gezer Nat. And Ratzna Hashem was Nat. That's called being Mavatl, the last bit. Is there a Pella that there's nothing left? All we have left of him is the Dama Tamsis that he poured into the Shemusen and explaining what Yisurim are, how to deal with Yisurim, how to be misraimim, how to, to listen to the to Akadish Baruch communicating and so on. Everything else, the ashes, the earth, the bones, the stones, they, they, they're not here anymore. They're part of the Ruach that went back to Lekim. I want to add one more Hagasha to the general topic. There was there was a, a forest fire somewhere. And um, the, uh, the forest was destroyed. Very, and I, I don't remember the context. I mean, this, this happens all the time. It was, maybe it was in Yerushalayim. They had the, in the Prozdor Yerushalayim, the, in the, um, the Hari Yehuda, they had <coughs> arson and fires a few years ago. And um, people bemoaned the loss of the forest. And then, and then, um, and then, and then a year or two later, the place was was booming with life, and people, you know, the papers wrote about it. They, you know, take a look. It's full. Everything is flowers pushing up all over, and grass, and you know, all sorts of little creatures. The resiliency of life. But that's nechume hevel. There were trees there. Trees take a very, very, very long time to grow. There's a lot of grass now. Nice grass, flowers. Some of those grass blades are going to shoot and become trees, but. What are you talking about? You know, we talk about Arzel Levanan year after year, and people look around and they say, Baruch Hashem, Torah is flourishing, so much Torah is around, and, and everywhere where you go, and you know, with all the problems, yes, yes, it's true. Chaste Hashem. But do we understand where a person like that comes from? Do you understand that it took a century to build a person like that? It took Rabbi Saul Salanta, who, 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 who brought into this world the music of working on yourself. And he made it, he was Maimed Atalm at the Alta of Kelim, who, who, who brought into this world the music of incredible self discipline, who brought a Talmud into this world, the Alta Slabotka, who understood Remus Hanefesh, Dita Kalacha. Who was Maimid, somebody they call Zechelki Mikolamoli. This is what I wanted about Rome. And he worked on himself from the age 17 to 60 when he, when he was killed. 
he worked on himself. If he worked two years on Seba Panam Yafis, so how many years did he work on being Mikabal Yisurim Ba'ava? And how many years did he work on, on, on not being Messiah Das? And how many years did he work on everything? Layer after layer after layer. Arzeh Levonan. Every single person we spoke about was a culmination of decades and a century of work. And we're Menachem ourselves that Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Bez Hashem, there will be. But we're starting from ground zero again. Understanding the lives of these people, understanding how much was built into it, how much of the people, how much was Oiskebite, how much there was there, gives us a very, very different sense of what the Churm is. The Churm is a Churm of Arzel Avonan, Arazim. And Bertzais Hashem, there'll be a Razim again. But it takes a century of work to produce her Bavram that can look on a culmination of Yisurim and say, that can say that the last piece of self that a person wants to survive, to survive with his axioms, to survive his understanding, and to give that up to Kaddish Baruch because now that's what's in Hashem. That takes a very, very long time. That's what we're, that's what we're kind of on when we say, Azal. Mm-hmm.